Um, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. It's Maria Alczak speaking. Um, um, I'm here today with Peter Fraser, uh, head of gas, coal and power markets division um, at your uh, International Energy Agency. Uh, so welcome to Florence. Uh, we are participating in a very interesting workshop uh, co-organized by uh, DG Energy and uh, Japanese Ministry of Economy, Trade and Industry. Um, uh, we will be discussing uh, LNG, global LNG markets in our podcast, uh, but I would like to take this opportunity. I would like to ask you about this year's edition of World Energy Outlook that has been published yesterday. So what do you think? What is the key message uh, coming from this uh, publication? Well, the World Energy Outlook that we published yesterday is something that we publish every year. This year's edition is notable, number one, for our much more optimistic view on solar PV. And as we now believe that solar PV will be the least expensive form of generation in many countries by the time we hear hit the year 2040. That includes places like the United States, places like China, like India, where also the latter two countries where electricity demand is still growing. So I think the importance of PV is one of our first findings. Second finding is related to, to uh, the growth of electric vehicles. Uh, we are much more bullish about the future for electric vehicles. Uh, by 2040, we now estimate there will be 280 million electric vehicles and passenger cars on the road. Despite this very robust growth, it only makes a very small difference, a couple of percent, to the level of CO2 emissions. So even though electric vehicles are going to have a really big impact on our driving habits, it's not going to have a huge impact on the CO2 emissions. Mm -hmm. And the final, and the area I'd like to focus most on, is on natural gas. This year we decided to make natural gas our focus, uh, our focus in, in the World Energy Outlook, as a result, if you, read the, if you read it, there are four chapters devoted to natural gas in this year's outlook. We look at the, the demand for natural gas, which is growing significantly faster than other fossil fuels. We look at the change in the natural gas markets, particularly the growth of LNG. Mm-hmm. We also looked at uh, emissions from natural gas production and use, particularly emissions of methane, and how serious is that problem, and what can we do to cost-effectively address it. And finally, we look at we we look at the future for natural gas in a climate constrained world. Mm-hmm. Yes, that, that's very interesting, and I think it's striking that um, uh, in Europe, um, in we discuss um, the um, status quo of the uh, gas markets and uh, uh, in which direction we should go. Um, there are lots of uncertainties, um, but uh, when we uh, take a look at uh, the global picture. Actually, the, the scenarios for natural gas are quite positive. Yes. Um, and uh, so if, if we can now focus more on LNG and natural gas. Uh, so in, the, uh, in the, this year's edition of World Energy Outlook, uh, we have the information that by 2014, uh, there, will, there will be more uh, LNG traded than pipe, traditional pipeline gas. Um, uh, and uh, if you could... Uh, could um, elaborate on this, what kind of changes it will bring to natural gas markets? Yes, we see LNG growing more strongly than pipeline gas, in part because of where the growth in demand is taking place. It's taking place in Asia, which in many parts of Asia 
being distant from good sources of natural gas that can be economically transported by pipeline. Second, uh, we see a, a big change in the LNG market itself. Thanks to the shale gas revolution in the United States, the United States is emerging as a major exporter of natural gas. Uh, we think by the mid-2020s, in fact, at least for a while, uh, the U.S. will be the largest exporter of liquefied natural gas. And so we think some of the significant part of that gas will go, will go to Asia, where the growth is. So as a consequence of these kinds of changes in the competition between fuels, we think uh, gas is going to grow much faster than the other, other fossil fuels, and particularly uh, uh, gas, gas grows at about 1.6% per year out to 2040. Compare that to oil, where we have only 0.4% per year, or coal, which grows rarely at all, 0.2% per year. So as a result, the natural gas, natural gas will become more and more important. In more developed economies, it's more as a, a complement uh, in the power system. It would be a power system of gas and renewables. In developing economies, uh, demand for gas, particularly industry, as well as power generation. So the industry growth is actually quite prominent uh, compared to what it's been in the past. And as a result, that, that's a major driver, not just for uh, energy use, but of course as a petrochemical or as a feedstock for petrochemical industry or for mm -hmm. fertilizers. So we think all those factors together are going to, going to lead to a much more dynamic marketplace with uh, many buyers and sellers of, of natural gas, in particular LNG, mm -hmm. where we have in the medium term three prominent players. The Qataris, which they account for 30% of, of natural LNG supply, continuing to play a big role. Uh, but the emergence now of Australia as a big LNG supplier and the United States, as okay. I've already mentioned. And I think that's the, the biggest winner uh, yeah. when, when, when we discussed uh, the, the, the recent uh, changes and uh, the, the amount of projects that uh, USA um, already started to, um, uh, to, to ship more uh, LNG to, to Europe and other places. Uh, so thank you very much for this very interesting interview. Um, now I feel a bit relieved because I see that, that, that there is a, there, there, there still be demand for natural gas, and I hope that uh, we will continue this debate throughout the, the whole day today. So thank you very much again. Um, it's my pleasure. Thank you. <laughs> thank you.